There are certain things that put one in a place that makes it difficult for God to do what he has promised. One is to this season, people sometimes may think, doesn't God care how I feel, what I'm going through, and stuff like that? Uh, I have news for you, God does care. Hallelujah. He cares about what you're going through on a day-to-day basis and all of that. But God does not approach things from that perspective. God doesn't deal with the symptoms of a problem. He deals with the root of the problem. Amen. So when you understand what, God is, what the Lord is trying to do, it will help you a great deal. What God wants to do is to help. Hallelujah. God does not look at giants. Praise the Lord Jesus. He only says to you, by this time next year, this, that, that, that is going to happen. And when he says that, automatically confidence comes into you. And then you begin to walk away from that thing that was holding you down. As a child of God, it's important that we know how God operates so that we can line up with him. Amen? Now, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. A lot of people want results, but they're not interested in the process. Uh, because of the fast food world that we're in, the fast world, you know, give it to me. The Bible says, take fast hold of instruction. So God wants us to uh, listen to him. Now, when we say listen to him, after all, you're listening to the pastor and all of that. No, listen to the word, to the voice of his command. You're not listening to just, yeah, the word is coming through a man, but you have to be able to discern when is the word of God, which you have to, we all have to do. Amen? So, we were dealing with the role of our faith in bringing the prophetic word to come to pass. Amen? And we talked about last week about mixing what we hear with faith, with our faith, so that um, because there might be circumstances that um, run contrary to what we think, what we heard from God, and we shouldn't allow it to sway us. The Bible says that the just shall live by his faith. Habakkuk 2 verse 4. It said, his soul which is not upright, talking about the man of sin, shall be lifted up, but the just shall live by, by his faith. Amen? Now, in, in Ephesians chapter 2, hallelujah, verse 8, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, not of works, not of something, our salvation was not based on any righteous deed, any righteous acts we performed before we got saved beyond the fact that we turned our lives to Jesus Christ. We turned our backs to the world and the devil and turned towards Jesus Christ in faith. 
That is the only thing we did. We didn't do any more than that. Now, that is also not to mean that because when we came, we came without any work of ours. Then when we come in, that it just stays just that way. Hallelujah. It's predominantly that way because it's by faith. It's always going to be by faith. Hallelujah. But there are things we also do by our faith or on the, because of what we believe. Amen. Now, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. And somebody says, but, you know, he said it's by faith, it's not by works. Now, he tells us now that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. All right? So it means that there is a work to be done. That God had preordained for us to walk in. Jesus came into the world and the Father had prepared something for him to do. And that would bring, his work would bring salvation to mankind. That was the work. Amen. But he lived through the, through the Father. It was the Father outliving himself through Jesus Christ. The Bible says he was the express image of the Father. Hallelujah. Now, we are supposed to be an express image of Christ. We're supposed to, which is an express image of the Father. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to outlive the life of God. But how do we do that? We do that by paying attention to what he said to do. Now, God has some things for us to do for the salvation of others. We have been saved by grace through faith. Nothing that we did. But there is work for each and every one of us to do upon the earth. God has a plan. Just like God used someone to reach out to you, God is going to use each and every one of us to reach out to other people for their good. That is love. You know, and when you say that some people get into this, you know, defense mode like, um, you know, they, they, they want to lay something on me now. You know, I have enough to do by myself that they're doing this. No, don't look at it like that. When you look at it like that, you will you have a closed spirit. Praise the Lord. It is important when God's word is coming across that you watch what you're thinking. How are you processing it? God is interested in how you're processing what he's saying. The Bible says that when God, after God had created all the animals, he brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. And the Bible says that whatsoever he called them, that became their name. And up till today, man is still naming things. Diseases, they name. Anything they've not seen before, when it shows up, they name it. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So man is still doing that command. The way you and I think will affect how we react. Even when we have both heard the same things. We've heard the same things, but our reaction will be different because of our pre-prejudices, if you like. 
our preconceived notion of things. But God wants the church to come to a place where we all think alike. That the basis of our reasoning will be his word. And his word is one. The word of God does not evolve. It is one. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know men are coming up with translations that sound very nice. But listen, you need to make a demarcation or a distinction between paraphrases and translations of the Bible. So the way we think will affect how we react. And when we have both, even though we have both had the same words, faith is acting on the word of God and doing those things that accompany or facilitate the manifestation of God's word, both in word and in action. Things that facilitate the manifestation of God's promise. Faith is us doing those things. That make it possible for God to do what he has promised us. Faith is that which must be done to commit God's integrity to perform his word. That which we must do, all of us. There is our role in it all. Praise the Lord. When we're reading Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And don't of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. Through faith, which means if I do not have faith, I cannot receive grace. I cannot be saved. It is by grace made available by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ through our faith that we are saved. He's already done everything for every person that, that was born into this world or will be born into this world to be saved. Jesus paid a price, a blanket price. But for anyone to access it, that person must be a believing one, a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, and that he died for us. And God raised him from the dead, meaning he's still alive today. If any of these elements are missing in what you believe, you are not a believer. Faith is our share of the responsibility for the performance of God's word or that which God has promised. Put it in another way. Amen? We must take full spiritual responsibility for our part. Otherwise, God is not obligated to do what we are expecting of him. I, these things need to be known. If they're not known, we're wasting our time, you know, trying to beat, you know, like people just come, they, they're trying to blame God for everything. We have our role to play. God has his role to play. God's promises are sure, but we have our part. Amen. There are certain things that put one in a place that makes it difficult for God to do what he has promised. One is to reject knowledge. 
where I reject the word of God. You know, God says, you know, you know, there are people who say there's no healing today. Healing died with the last apostle. That all these people who are telling you that you should believe that you'll be healed, that you should just bless God and die. That they're just giving you false hope. Hosea 4 verse 6, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I have also rejected thee that I should be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I also will forget thy children. So when we reject the word of God, we have rejected his grace for us. There are three things that are alike. They have the same impact. One, you don't know at all. Or you reject God's word. Or you refuse to do the word of God. You know the word, you refuse to do it. These three things mean the same thing. So what I mean is that their effect are the same. It leads into captivity. The fact that we reject the word of God or we don't know it or we know it but we refuse to do it. We accept it. It's God's word. Yeah. Wow. You. Oh. And they do it. No. They have the same impact. It leads into captivity. Isaiah 5 verse 13. Therefore my people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are furnished and their multitude dry up with test. So when you don't have the knowledge of the word of God, you will go into captivity. Not because that's where God wants us to be. But because some people don't expose themselves to the word of God. They don't read the word of God. On a daily basis, you don't study to see. Uh, David said, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Remember that we're supposed to do these things circumspectly. And we said that faith is that which, we must, which must be done by us to commit God's integrity to perform his word. You know, God said to Abraham, he said, I know him. He said, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. Which means if he does not command his children and his household after him that they may keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, God will not bring to pass what, Abraham, what he promised Abraham. If, if Abraham had not begun to teach Isaac and his whole household how that they should come after God and what is right and just before the Lord for them to do it, if that did not happen, God will not bring his promise to come to pass concerning Abraham. We see this throughout the scriptures. It says, if ye abide in me, if, I, if ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, 
Then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. What does it mean to abide in him? First is that we give our lives to Christ and stay in fellowship with him. How do we stay in fellowship with him? Through receiving, fellowshipping with one another in our gathering together. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. It's important. This is basic Christianity, I'm telling you right now. Because a lot of people have lost focus. And they're teaching nonsense in the name of knowledge. We must line up with the word of God. We must do what the word of God says to do. And then expect God to play his role. Now, these things we're saying do. What, what does it mean? Act in line with your faith. Bible says that faith without works is dead. Being alone. He said just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith is dead without her works. Now, this is, this, this, this is applicable both in our individual faith in believing God for things and our collective faith in Christ Jesus. If I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for me, and that God raised him from the dead, I'm saved. And Jesus gave all of us the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel because I have prayed for you and for those who believe in me through your testimony. In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 9, it says, A hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but true knowledge shall the just be delivered. So you need to know God's word. You need to know. If you don't know what God says about something, find out. So we should know his word. What is God saying to me? What does the word of God have to say about what I'm doing what I'm about to do this year, you know, um, I can't take it anymore. I, I'm leaving. You know, this marriage is over. I mean, who does he think he is? Or who does she think she is? So I'm leaving. I can leave anytime I want. No, sir. I don't know who told you that. You now belong to God. Jesus, God, Jesus went to the slave market where the devil was your master and bought you with a price, and brought you home and made you a prince. That's what happened. But if you try, you know, to start rebelling, you, you will know that you are his. Otherwise, if you go astray, you'll be afflicted. Remember there's still an enemy out there. People lose sight and the enemy strikes. We don't lose sight. We're not ignorant of his devices. Do you understand what I'm saying? You stop paying attention to the word of God. And then negative thoughts begin to bombard your mind. That's what we mean when we say the enemy is out there. It's not that you see one devil come, ooh, ah, ah, no, with horns. No. What he does is to come at you with darts. They are fiery darts. They are spiritual missiles being thrown by the adversary into the mind. 
He can come through a dream. Because what he wants to assault is your imagination. So he'll come. He'll give you this dream of something you are afraid of. God gave the children of Israel the promised land. But when they got there, when they saw the giants, they ran back. And God said, okay, you lost it. Because you're winning it by faith. And your faith is not just what you're saying, but what you're doing to line up with it. What you're doing to show that you believe. You shall go up against them. Even though the battle had been won, you need to go up against them. Hallelujah. You still need to go up against the enemy. God had defeated Goliath. But David still needed to run up there, take his sling and throw it, a little boy. The Bible says we have to stand. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. We have to keep standing. Standing with the promise of God, doing what he called us to do. My job, if I have a job out there, is not my life. I'm telling you right now, the instruction of righteousness is the way of life. You see, take fast hold of instruction. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her for she is thy life. It is God that is our life. Jesus is our life. 